Welcome to another episode of Quarantine Questions, where we've been breaking down how people are not only getting through the pandemic, but how they're coming out on the other side a much better human being. Our three guests today are excellent, excellent football coaches, especially when it comes to the defensive side of the ball. The first one is Coach Rob Sika. The second, Coach Vin Minicello. And the third, Coach Mike Fina. Take it away. One quick editor's note. While I was interviewing Coach Sika, we had an audio blip, and it sounds as if I am interviewing him like some sort of amateur interviewer by speaking over him while he's answering questions. That was, uh, in fact, not the case. It is an issue with some of the audio that we had, but I think it was salvageable enough. I know it was salvageable enough that we kept the audio, so enjoy. All right, we're here with the Coach Rob Sika, not only an incredible football player in his high school days, taking Monsignor Farrell to not one but two championship games against the St. Anthony's in 2003 and 2004. We won't mention that those, those are both losses, but those are both very good games. He's also an incredible football coach. I'd have to say he's a mastermind, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Taught me an incredible amount in our three years coaching together. Coach Sika, are you ready for these rapid-fire questions? I sure am, Coach. All right, let's do it. Question number one. What is your home go-to gym toy slash piece of equipment? A newer purchase for me, it's, it's going to be my bike. I just bought a new bicycle because I'm training for a Ironman, a half Ironman triathlon. So my go-to uh, at any time looking for a good workout is to hop on my bike and get outside and get a good workout in. Uh, side question. Is it more dangerous uh, to live against the coronavirus or to ride your bicycle on the streets of Staten Island? Definitely the streets of Staten Island on a bike. <laughs> All right. Question number two, what is your home go-to gym exercise? So obviously without trying to give a different answer, not besides getting on the bike, I've obviously been doing a lot of running as well, but going into more, uh, I don't have any weights and stuff in my house. So we've been doing a lot of body weight type stuff. So huge for me. I mean, I know it's not an exercise per se. It's a whole bunch of exercises together. But doing yoga and then just a lot of body weight stuff, I mean, it's pretty boring. But the yoga stuff really gets me going. Yoga, are you attending like a Zoom class with an instructor or just doing it on your own? Me and my wife usually do it together. We've done both. So we've done like a, a, a Zoom class and we've also done where you could just like look up workouts on YouTube and stuff like that. Awesome. Keeping in the family too. All right. Yeah. Question three. What is one talent you developed or enhanced during the quarantine? Definitely my cooking. I've always been a I've, I'm sure this is the same for a lot of people. I've always been a big cook. I'm a very big foodie. Uh, love to cook. My wife actually bought me a chef's jacket during this quarantine because I was doing so much cooking. She bought me like a professional chef's jacket. It has my name embroidered on it. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, definitely the cooking. I've, I've really honed in that talent and been turning out some nice meals, hashtag vegan meals. Um, <laughs> I was going to say all, not, so. all without pro, I was going to say protein, all without meat. Right. Correct. No meat, <laughs> no dairy. If you want, do you want to get into it more or no? You're yes, vegan. Diet. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely. Yeah. What, what got you into okay. the vegan diet? So I actually, before vegan and like the plant-based movement became cool and popular with the current documentaries, I actually did it. I want to say my first year going to St. Peter's, I was a lot more overweight than I wanted to be. And I first got to St. Peter's and Mike Constantino is now the principal was coaching and he's always been incredibly fit. So I started working out with him and another friend of mine 
kid Joe Cicero I played football with at Farrell, he kind of put me onto this book called The Engine 2 Diet, which was a plant-based vegan diet from a guy who used to do triathlons and uh, then became a fireman. His dad was a world-renowned heart doctor. And um, the book was about putting the entire firehouse on this plant-based diet because one of the guys in the firehouse uh, got some bad blood work back and, you know, he couldn't understand. He was so fit and he was so, you know, he ate, you know, lean chicken and all this meat and stuff like that. And he thought he was so healthy, but his doctor told him he was high having a heart attack. So long story short, they all went on the, on the diet and everybody's numbers plummeted and so on and so forth. So I did that years ago, 2012, 2013, and I saw great results, not only a weight loss, but the way I felt my mood, et cetera. And most recently, I got some bad blood work back from my doctor. My cholesterol was high. My blood sugar was high. And just around the same time, I saw these documentaries that now became popular called The Game Changers and What the Health. These are all on Netflix. And um, me and my wife watched them. And I just saw the light for me. I don't, I don't push it on anybody else. But to me, it was like a no-brainer. It, all the stars kind of aligned. I got bad blood work back. I had done it in the past. And then seeing these documentaries, I was like, wow, this is just like a sign. You know, I have two little kids. I got to get myself healthy and I need to make a drastic change in my life. So that's what I did. And I started January 1st. And I'm happy to say that I haven't swayed off of this way of eating uh, since it's been basically five complete months now. And I really don't see myself ever going back. I, I don't really miss it. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoy eating this way, cooking this way. And, you know, my wife and kids are also vegan so it makes it really easy in our household. There's nothing there that isn't vegan. We threw away everything that doesn't fit our lifestyle and um, kind of started fresh. So it's really easy to do when you have the support of your wife and your kids are on the same type of path. So, Yeah, you can't be on one diet and your wife be on another diet. It just doesn't work. No, I, I know somebody I work with. Uh, his wife is, is vegan and she's also on sanitation. Uh, she's a clerk and she's like – I saw her on Facebook saying, you know, I'm really getting tired of having to cook two meals at night because she's cooking for herself vegan and she's cooking for her husband not vegan. And, you know, it's it's hard not only to prepare, it's also hard temptation-wise because you've been accustomed to eating one way your entire life. And now to try to change it and have a steak dangled in front of your face, it's going to be difficult to not want to eat it. Well, as a carnivore, I certainly appreciate you uh, going vegan, especially if uh, there's a meat shortage. So thank you very much, Mr. Seeker. And I, I've seen the pictures on Instagram. Incredible <laughs> results, man. Thank very you. happy for you. Thank you very much. All right. Question number four. What has been your biggest vice or weakness during the quarantine? Uh, it ha it's definitely been the sweets. Um, although I've had very good results, we have um, – because there's so little to do – and especially in the beginning, um, we would just go on road trips to different places, different like vegan bakeries and whatever like that we wanted to try. So there's been I think there was two times in one week that we drove to Pennsylvania to this place called Vegan Treats. It's like, a, wow. And we went twice in one week because it's it's really incredible. You would you wouldn't know the difference. Put it that way. If I gave it to you, you wouldn't be like, oh, this is a vegan cake. So the sweets at one point were a little uh definitely a vice i tried to I've, I've been doing a good job keeping a, a grip on it which has led to some some more weight loss and some success in that and that factor but that's been the uh i would say that's been the achilles heel of if there was a weakness so far that's been it
The number one and two weaknesses so far have been sweets and drinking. So you are not alone, my friend. Yeah, I haven't. I also gave up drinking. So I haven't. I haven't drank since uh, I came home from vacation in February. The first week of February, we went on vacation, and uh, I drank way too much that week, especially the last night. Felt like death on the way home, and uh, kind of swore it off for a while. And I think that's also been a huge uh, contributing factor to my success in training and weight loss and stuff is because when I drink, when you drink, I go overboard and then I don't want to work out for the next day and a half because I'm hungover. A little piece of Mrs. Mahoney's heart just died. <laughs> All right. What is the best or worst binge worthy show you have watched during quarantine? Uh, the bet. I would just give you a best. I don't really have a worst, but I was never a game of Thrones person. I never watched an episode my entire life. And then I watched the entire series in about two and a half weeks. I can't believe well, – welcome to the club, man. I yeah. can't believe you didn't watch it. Unbelievable. And I actually – you know, I kind of – I knew how it ended just because, you know, if you live in the world and you go to work, you're going to hear people talk about the ending when it happened. So I knew how it ended already. And even knowing that, the, the series was phenomenal. Uh, I couldn't wait to get to each next episode. And I was actually surprised with the – the, the final episode, I heard a lot of people at the time complaining about it and the final season in general. And I get it. You know, if you are a fan of a show, you were waiting like two and a half years for that final season or something. But if you watch it, you know, straight through, you binge watch it. That last season was was good, in my opinion. And I had really no problem with the way they brought the show full circle and, and ended it. Bonus question. If you were a Game of Thrones character, who would you be? Well, this was a discussion. I don't know if this might have been before you got to St. Peter's or not, but you know, obviously know Mark was a huge Game of Thrones guy. So they did this characterization of all the assistant coaches at St. Peter's. And I was, um, what's his name? The giant redhead guy, the wildling. Yes, the right-hand man of Jon Snow. Yes, that was me. And I was uh, flattered to have been named that guy. After seeing the show, I was like, oh, this guy is awesome. So. Great character, loyal, great fighter. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's I think, uh, sem- semi-accurate to, yes. to me. And Coach Mark said occasionally painted his butt and, uh, yeah, challenged authority every now and again. All right, next question. What is your best quarantine trick to keep people healthy? Uh, so I think one would be to prepare your own food. So cook your own food. Try not to – I mean – we want to still order out sometimes, you know, keep the small businesses intact in and, and stuff like that. But definitely cooking your own food is an easy way to stay healthy. And I would say to add to that, a one and a one A would be use less oil when you cook, because I don't think people really realize, you know, there's this whole push about olive oil is so good for you and this and that. And I'm not saying it's bad for you, but I don't think people realize how many calories are in oil, any type of oil, yep. the calorie content uh, for like a tablespoon of oil as opposed to a tablespoon of any other type of food is so astronomical that people don't realize when they douse their food in oil or cook with a tremendous amount of oil, how much calories they're actually putting in. So use a little bit of stock, whatever kind of stock you have, vegetable stock, chicken stock, whatever, cook with that to prevent some sticking in your pan when you cook, as opposed to oil. So next question, what is the one thing you'll miss most during the quarantine? Um. Yes. Like I'm sorry. Let me correct that statement. What is the thing you miss most right now during the quarantine? Uh definitely seeing friends, um, friends and family. But I've seen my family a little bit more. But um, you know, a lot of my friends that 
I used to see all the time, obviously haven't seen. So I'm sure that's the common answer. But um, just the socialization in general. Luckily for me, uh, my job, I've still been working. So it hasn't been complete isolation. So I'm still getting that little bit of, you know, social life. But definitely the, you know, socialization with friends and, so and family. So flip that question on its head. What are you doing now that you will most miss after the quarantine is over? Uh, it's going to be the quietness, I'm sure, and the, the, the traffic. So I'm going to miss the open roads. I'm going to miss the, you know, job, work's been a lot quieter. And additionally, like, you know, being home, my one son who's obviously out of school. So being home with my kids a lot more now has been really, really cool to spend that time with them where they're normally in school. So that's going to be something I'm going to miss once September comes. If what they is go back something you'll regret having not done or accomplished after the quarantine is over? Um, that was the only question I really didn't have an answer for when I was looking at them. I don't know. What would I? You don't have to have an answer. Some people said they did everything they wanted you know, to do. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm doing so much daily between work and, you know, training for this triathlon and stuff that it's like I feel like I'm getting more accomplished now than I ever have. So it's a, I'm sure after it's over, there'll be something I'll be like, yeah, you know what? I should have did that while I had all the time. But as of now – And you got Game of Thrones done, so I, I think you're a winner so far. Right. Okay. What is one thing about this pandemic that gives you anxiety? Uh, definitely the, the unknown, you know, I think the unknown is the biggest anxiety pusher, not knowing when it's going to end, not knowing how serious or not serious it is. It's not knowing if the, you know, CDC or the world health organization or the government or whoever is telling you the truth, because you get all these different responses and reports. So the unknown is, uh, I think the unknown in life in general. My personal commentary, the more people say they know about it, the less, uh, the less they actually know. So the fact that you said that so it says a lot about you. Yeah, I, it's, it's really been uh, – it's really the – it's the biggest thing you know, because I feel like you know, we're all just kind of a number, and that's the way they look at it. So it's kind of scary uh, to think. Yes, it is. Well, yeah. let's, let's make this positive. What is the one thing about this pandemic that gives you hope? Uh, I mean, seeing the way that, you know, people respond. I think the great thing about uh, the human race and about Americans is that, you know, especially like New Yorkers, I think a lot of people can see through the BS. So a lot of people, and you're starting to see that now. Everybody complied. Everybody did with what they were told to do. But I think a lot of our, like, starting to realize that we're being given a lot of mixed messages and not really clear info. So it's, you know, people are starting to be, you know, less patient with what's going on. They want more answers. So um, I have faith in humanity in the way you've seen people respond, the way people have helped small businesses, the way people have, you know, come to aid of each other, even, you know, taking care of the elderly or the people who might be sick and helping them get groceries and stuff like that. So, you know, there are still good people in the world and that's what kind of gives me a little bit of resolve is that, you know, there's a lot of good in all of us. And sometimes it takes natural disasters or not natural or, you know, pandemics, whatever that 
kind of bring out the best in people. Unfortunately, um, you know, there's been quite a few of them in my lifetime on more than I've wanted to live through. But after each one, it seems like people come together. So that's definitely and a special thanks to you and Mrs. Sika. We saw you guys delivering a lot of food to frontline workers, uh, first responders, hospitals. Great stuff. Awesome stuff by you guys. Yeah. That was definitely my wife. Uh, big shout out to her, Priscilla. She's, uh, she's got a heart of gold. That was all her idea. I just tried to spread the message because I have a lot of contacts. Um, but she was really the uh, she was the front of that, and uh, I thank her too. Good, good, good work. Good honey. stuff. Last official question: What is the first thing you will do once this lockdown or quarantine, whatever you want to call it, is quote unquote over? Hundred percent, it's going out. It's going out. Uh, what facet? I'm not really sure. That's going to depend. In my in an unrealistic answer, it's going out like for an all nighter. You know, getting after it with my friends, um, family, people that I haven't seen and haven't haven't been able to have fun with for a long time. But the realistic answer is going to be um, due to my training and, and the goal that I have to finish this half Ironman in September. It's going to really depend on when when it is, because if it's uh, during a training day or, you know, night before a training day, I'm not breaking my uh, I'm not breaking it because I have a I have a goal and it's a big one. And in order to complete it, I'm going to have to stay focused. So um, September 13th is the Ironman in Atlantic City. As long as it goes off that night, though, I will be getting I was going to say, you, you, people might not want to hang out with you. You sound like no fun. Uh, vegan, no alcohol. You sound like me. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> you would hang out with me. That fun. That's a great place to end this, man, and I definitely would hang out with you. I am absolutely no fun, so I need somebody to be no fun with me. Coach Sika, this was awesome. Thank you so much for doing it, and thank you for, again, what you did, sending the meals to the hospitals. You're a good man. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. All right, Coach. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, buddy. You're the best. Talk later. All right. Our next guest is someone who I believe is one of my favorite people ever. Not just now, but ever. This guy is a special teams coach currently at Farrell High School. He is a football mastermind. He is a master of efficiency. I love everything about him. He makes every situation he's in better. Coach Vin Minicello. Coach Vin, are you ready for these rapid fire questions? Yeah, coach. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Let's do it. Okay. Question number one. What is your home go-to gym toy or piece of equipment? Well, I've been using uh, the foam roller pretty uh, regularly. Um, feel like uh, not just for you know, massaging out the cramps of the muscles, but actually using it as uh, um, a piece of equipment to do push-ups on, sit-ups on, um, squeezing both ends um, for any type of like little resistance. So uh, it's my little go-to device. Coach, I am surprised you own a foam roller because uh, I remember our relationship started when I saw you touch your toes with, with ease. <laughs> I was amazed true. at it. You seem like the most flexible person I know. That's true. You still got to keep working at it, though. <laughs> All right, question two. What is your home go-to gym exercise? So basically, I take that foam roller or a T-shirt, um, and then I'll squeeze both ends of the foam roller and go through a movement, or I'll take a T-shirt and pull both ends and then go through that same movement. So not a lot of, like, working out. I kind of lost a little uh, motivation to work out, but more movements and, uh, and uh, you know, resistance rather than uh, um, exercise. Like it. All right. Question three. What is one talent you have developed or enhanced during the quarantine? Wow. Um, I, I would say a little bit more uh, technologically better. I had to teach my classes online. 
Um, so I kind of got, you know, pretty, I guess you could say savvy with Microsoft teams and online meetings and, and different things and, and teaching online versus what I was used to doing prior. So that was probably a big plus. Were you not the, uh, the tech guy when we coached football together? That's true. But I, it, uh, I, uh, I was really narrowed into huddle and now I'm kind of like opened up to the business world meeting apparatuses of the world. <laughs> you have no bounce no, no yeah, bounce, no bounce. yeah i'm, I'm a full package i feel bad to ask this question because i don't think you have any vices but i'll ask it what has been your biggest vice or weakness during the quarantine yeah this one's easy uh the afternoon nap it's been uh it's been killer uh, i find myself at two o'clock having to shut my eyes for uh my son is now taking a nap every day at, at around 1 o'clock and i feel like i follow right behind him so when he goes down, I go down. Do you mind if I ask how many hours per sleep? How many hours of sleep do you get per night? Oh, um, probably like six. Okay, so, so a sleep study that I looked at said that you know you have sleep deprivation if you get tired at around two o'clock. Well, there you go. I so, definitely have sleep deprivation. So the, he goes to bed around nine. I can't shut my eyes because I'm binge watching. We'll get to that in a second, probably. Uh, but. Uh, um, and then I fall asleep around 12, 1, and then he wakes up at 6 or 7. So um, I'm about six hours a night now. Yep. All right. So you're, you are scientifically proving the theory that I read. Okay. Let's get to the binge-worthy uh, show. So what is the best or worst binge-worthy show you've been watching during quarantine? Well, the best is, uh, has been Ozark for me. Um, the wife and I have been uh, watching it regularly every night, try to get two episodes in a night um, after the kid goes down. We just finished the season three finale, and I'm really looking forward to season four breaking out and kind of picking up where it left off. That's a great show. We yeah. just finished it, and thanks to these quarantine questions, I actually had to have my sister on the same interview uh, beg my wife, to Mrs. Mahoney, to watch it. So we did. We just finished. Yeah. I'm very happy about and it. And I'm really looking forward to season four. What is your best quarantine trick to keep people healthy? Well, I, uh, I've kind of taken to the kitchen. Uh, I don't know if you've seen my uh, Instagram and Facebook stories, but uh, 100%. Yeah, I, uh, I really enjoy the uh, home cooking experience. So I've become very good eating healthier um, by preparing my food and being very conscious of what um, I'm using. And uh, it's kind of taken shape and form. I'm going to ask a bonus question. Yeah. Has the quarantine helped or hurt your 50-pound weight loss? Uh, it, it actually helped. Uh, more time for prep. Um, so I actually enjoy, after feeding Vincent breakfast, um, preparing whatever that dinner is going to be, whether it's going to be either marinating a steak or sautéing something or whatever, getting a, a dry rub together. And it kind of fits into my uh, intermittent fasting that I've been doing. Um, my windows 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. So I actually, I actually help myself preparing the whole day to get to that one o'clock type of uh, meal time. So uh, it all came together. Always be prepping. Always be prepping. Yes, ABP. And I do think that's insane that you have a six-hour window, uh, man. Yeah, I've heard people with with you know eight-hour windows, but six—that's rough. Yeah, I couldn't. Do and it. I actually uh, to kind of just to bring it up to speed a little bit, I've actually laxed. The last six days, um, you might find this interesting, and I've become more um, uh, carb conscious, maybe like, like keto style. Um, so I've actually eaten a little earlier the last six days and changed it up with like an egg, um, avocado, bacon type of breakfast. 
um, and then still ending my day at a reasonable hour, a six thirty seven o'clock, but kind of bringing my fast window to about eight hours and eating a meal around eleven, and um, kind of helping myself out that way a little bit too. So I've changed it up, um, and it's uh, it's been good. What made you decide to change it up? I was stuck at the at forty seven pound weight loss since January first for about ten days, and I felt like I was doing a disservice, intermittent fasting, and then I was breaking my fast with uh, bad food. The last 10 days, I got a little laxed. And um, and I felt like if I was breaking my fast with, you know, uh, you know tzatziki sauce on a, on, a, on a gyro from the diner with french fries, uh, my body was <laughs> – it wasn't really – I was kind of not really, you know, doing my body a service here. So uh, I felt like my body was just holding on to everything for that one meal. So um, – I kind of did a little change up there. And just for clarification, in that six-hour window that you had, yeah. were you allowing yourself to eat and drink anything you wanted, or did you have boundaries? What my rule, my number one rule was don't consume more calories than I would have normally done in a full day. So I, I didn't put a carb restriction. I didn't put an alcohol restriction. I didn't put any dietary restriction whatsoever. I literally just cut the number of calories because I had less hours to eat in that window. Um, and that got, and, and from January 1st to about, uh, I want to say April 30th was about 40 pounds just from intermittent fasting in a six hour window with no dietary restrictions. Did you measure your food? Like, did you know what your caloric intake was or it was just spin? No, I just knew that anything less than what I was eating prior was going to be a plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is the one thing you will miss most? Sorry. What is the one thing you do miss most during the quarantine? Um, I, Atlantic City. Um, <laughs> I, uh, me and my wife were talking about it. That was a regular thing uh, for the two of us, whether it was uh, monthly or a uh, little more than a month, you know, going to the spa, gambling, going out to dinner, um, getting away, finding a babysitter for the kid. Um, I'm, uh, I think that's going to be one of my, my, one of my go-tos when this is over. How long before you feel safe in a casino? I, I would feel safe right now without getting too much into what's going on. I feel like um, as Americans, we have to take – he's my constitutional view coming out. As Americans, we have to calculate risk every day. Um, there's enough information I feel now that people should make their own educated decisions. If they feel unsafe in a certain scenario, they should not go through. And just as if I didn't want to drive on a freeway or take an airplane or – uh, whatever other risky, you know, paint the Verrazano Bridge on, you know, with a safety harness or whatever it is, we calculate risk on a daily basis. And I think at this point, it's our time to make our own decisions. And so I would be safe walking in there right now um, because I felt like the, the risk is uh, I would have calculated the risk. You uh, probably just made a lot of, of fans, not a lot of new fans on this uh, podcast. Right? All right. There we go. Some people might hate you, but listen. But I would respect anybody who disagreed with, with that uh, with that statement. If they feel like they were unsafe, or they thought the best thing for them and their family was to continue to, you know, stay in a bubble and and stay quarantined and, and anything else, I would totally respect um, that decision. I wouldn't even judge them for it. But um, I think people have to make every decision on their own and not be told by the government on whether what they can and cannot do. And that's just you know. What are you doing now that you will miss most after the quarantine is over? Well, uh, 
hopefully my wife doesn't hear this. I, as much as the time I've loved every second spending with my son being home, it, being stuck in the house, you know, for you know three, four months with the wife has been challenging. But I'm gonna miss not being able to wake up every day, give my son breakfast, give him lunch, give him dinner, um, put him down to bed, be there when he cries, be there with like it, it's just been a great three, four months of just nonstop uh, um, kid time. So I'm definitely going to miss that um, when this is all over. Are you going to propose a virtual teaching once this is yeah, over? Yeah. Um, actually, uh, I don't know if you would uh, like this idea, but my idea, if everybody was really nervous about opening schools, there really should just be an integral part of the virtual teaching experience now built in. So if we're worried about 4,000 kids going to Tottenville High School on a daily basis – you know, maybe Mondays freshmen are off and they have a virtual day on Monday. And then Tuesdays sophomores are off or maybe freshmen and sophomores are off on Monday um, where with a virtual homeschool experience and then back to school on Tuesday and maybe alternate, you know, grades and different things on how or when kids go to school. Um, I think that's going to be we kind of set through necessity a um uh, a system that we can have in place where where these things could be implemented. So uh, um, I think that's going to be a plus. I, I do like it. I do like it. Like, imagine like a snow day. Stuff happens on a snow day. It's like you're almost integrating yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. What is something you will regret having not done or accomplished after the quarantine is over? Um, there's still some uh, things around the house. Uh, I Every time I uh, I turn around, there's something else that I wish I would have did or still do or hang a shelf or do this or that. Uh, been really lacking on the uh, uh, the landscaping aspect of the front of the house. Um, I keep blaming money, but my wife uh, will tell you that uh, I'm just not doing it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, But that's going to get done eventually. Um, things in the backyard, but uh, I feel like the summer is going to give me the motivation I need to finish all those little projects. What is one thing about this pandemic that gives you anxiety? Uh, I, I, the f family members of mine um, who are at risk. So um, my wife's grandfather passed away at 90 from, from it. Um, he was obviously at high risk. My wife's father at the time of her grandfather passing was in the hospital for 10 days um, with it. Not really an at-risk guy, maybe um, – some underlying conditions that we weren't aware of, but um, my mother, she's been stuck home for a while. She has a lot of underlying conditions that I worry about. So I feel as much as I say, every American's got to calculate risk and, you know, get back out there. I think the people who have these underlying conditions who need to evaluate that risk at a much higher level and we need to protect those people. So it gives me anxiety um, worrying about, if my mother will ever get something like this um, or a family member who does have those um, conditions that would make them much more susceptible to, um, you know, the outcomes that come from this. So now has your father-in-law, has he completely yeah, recovered? So uh, on a very good news uh, aspect of things, he's completely recovered. He got sent home um, with oxygen. He hasn't used oxygen in weeks. So the machines have been sitting in the house. He he owns a, a transmission shop, Amboy Transmission, little plug there for him. Uh, Armstrong Avenue. Nice. Um, great guy. Um, he uh, he's been back at the shop. He actually tested positive for the antibodies. So he actually got two negative tests after he got home. 
Um, and then he went and got the antibody test, and he has the antibody. So he feels really good, healthy now, and he feels good that he kind of has whatever immunity we think we know about this he kind of has. So uh, that was uh, pretty good news. Is that the place by uh, Patrizia? Yes, yes. It's uh, it's um, right up the block. So he is behind Barry's auto body and, and wow. uh, behind the Armstrong car wash. He's in that driveway. I've driven by it, I don't know, a yeah. billion times. Had no idea that that was your farm yeah, in most he, places. Uh, he's a fan favorite in Staten Island. He's, uh, he's one of the few good guys out there. I told him I told him he doesn't like money. He laughs at me. I said, you send everybody away. You tell everybody what's really wrong with the car. <laughs> and you said, you know what? You must not like money. He goes, I told the guy, it's just a fuse. It was $2. <laughs> I'm like, that's a $1,000 transmission. <laughs> what is one thing from this pandemic that gives you hope? Um, I think the way we've especially in New York city come together, um, whenever a challenge kind of arises, um, that always gives me hope. You know, a lot of people try comparing, you know, things to nine 11 all the time and how we came together. This was obviously very different, but, um, just, I, I couldn't believe how many neighbors were grabbing groceries for other people who was making deliveries, um, who was checking in on other people. And for a scenario like this, where, you could be at the hospital with this and can't get any visitors or you can't, you know, see anybody or it's hard to talk to people, hard to get in touch with a doctor. You know, it's just always rewarding to see um, the great people of New York City kind of come together and help each other out. And that was uh, that was really nice to see. What is the first thing you will do once this is over? And by over, I mean, quote, unquote. Wow. Okay. Uh, just I, inter- I miss interacting with people. I'm definitely going to AC. Like I said, I'm definitely, um, uh, I'm definitely going out to eat. I definitely want to help those uh, waiters and waitresses that haven't been getting those tips in a while. Uh, I know, uh, I know my good friends at the, the Woodrow diner where I order from and all the other restaurants I eat at, uh, they're dying to, uh, to get back and start working and, uh, uh, just, Get out there again. Woodrow Diner, great plug. I got neighbors that, that work at the Woodrow Diner, so yes, support them. Yeah, my sister was actually a long, long-time waitress there. She's a public school teacher now, but she's still a waitress at the diner. Yeah. Awesome. Coach, uh, bonus okay. question for you. If if this was Ozark, what Oh, man. Uh, I really – I mean, I, I don't know if it's – you know, uh, I don't know what the word is, but uh, – main character marty i mean that's uh the brains behind it all you know kind of the level-headed guy who doesn't want to or doesn't try to overreact just try to try to here's the answer this is what we got to do keep it you know do what it is never, never freaks, freaks out. out never right. never freaks like oh we gotta run away we gotta oh, calm down just we gotta we gotta look at the the big picture here and just you know he's a good guy try to keep that level head I think I'm the son uh, with the drone. <laughs> and learning how to shoot in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Misunderstood, <laughs> flies off the handle. He, he's uh, uh, figuring things out. He's always questioning why uh, we do things. And uh, <laughs> that's definitely the Mahoney way. That is me, awesome. man. That is me. All right, Coach, thank you. This was awesome. Love you, man. Uh, wish your family the best of luck with everything. Hopefully, everybody Thank you, Coach. Safe. Thanks for having me. This was great. And uh, hopefully, we can get together soon. All right, Coach. Talk to you soon. Bye.
Okay, we're here with Coach Mike Fina. This guy was not only a nightmare to coach against. He had played at Farrell, and uh, we were running the double wing, and boy, did he shut it down terribly from my perspective. He, he killed it, but it was a bad day for us. He's also an unbelievable football coach. I'd say he's a tactician when it comes to what's going on in the secondary, and I'd say that he is one of the very few people in this world that I absolutely trust Trust when it comes to rehab, when it comes to uh, prehab, when it comes to taking care of athletes. He's a guy that I personally lean on a lot to get his perspective when we're working with anybody or even when I have pain myself. Coach Fina, how are you? Good, Coach. Thanks for that. Uh, so I wholeheartedly meet it, man. Wholeheartedly meet it. I miss you. So you, are you Thank ready? You. It's only, I was going to say it's only going downhill from here now. <laughs> are you ready for these quarantine questions? I'm ready. Let's do it. Question number one. What is your home go-to gym toy slash piece of equipment? So I've, I, throughout the last couple of months, I've been using the foam, my foam roller every single day and my Hypervolt. Big, big fan. I know there's like mixed research here and there about myofascial tools, but they feel good and they, I definitely use them. What is a hypervolt? That's like that, uh, um, like a massage gun. Ah, awesome. Yeah, it's one of the fancy terms, I guess. Did you get Coach Vin to use a foam roller? Uh, probably a couple of years ago. That was his home go-to piece of equipment? Of course. What is your home go-to gym exercise? Um... I've been big into the into yoga the last couple of months. So I guess I would have to add my yoga mat into my gym equipment. Has yoga cleared your mind? Big time. Big time. Awesome. I think I need it, man. You know, my, my mind and your mind were always rambling around. So Yeah, it's hi- highly underrated. <laughs> what is one talent you developed or enhanced during the quarantine? I'd like to say my cooking skills. I like to think I'm a good cook to begin with, but I think be- between organizing and time management, I've gotten even better. So my cooking. Oh, you're saying you've added, you've added efficiency to the, the cooking process. Yeah, but I think from cooking, my time management skills and organizational skills in general improved also. Oh, all right. that, that's very interesting. Wow. Yeah. All right. And what, what is your uh, meal of choice to cook? Um, well, the last few months I've been eating pretty much vegetarian. Um, so I've been, my big thing the last couple of weeks, probably once a week or once every other week at least, I've been eating eggplant parm. That's my, love it. So I got I to gotta expand on the, the, what you said about how cooking has made your time management better. How has that actually happened? Uh, like in every day and every day it's activities and things yeah 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 like even at work i find that i'm i'm planning ahead more um i'm gonna have this done by this time so i can do this at that time um so i'm mainly seeing it at work which is pretty cool i love that you know doing much better on one thing is carrying over to other stuff i love it transferable skill sets exactly okay uh what has been your biggest vice or weakness during the quarantine uh not resting when there's time to rest. You know, I've been been trying to uh, just always keep my mind busy. Um, and sometimes it's a little bit too much and then you can't wind down. And then that carries over into sleeping patterns and stuff. But I need to try to wind down at times. So, But that's nothing really new. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. Most people have been saying uh, alcohol 
snacks, but I was thinking what is mine, and it's exactly what you just said. So I am 100% on, on my page with that. I'm not surprised. Right. <laughs> what is the best or worst binge-worthy show you've watched? Uh, you know, I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan, so the bar is set pretty high. Um, I did watch Boardwalk Empire, and I thought it was excellent. Enoch Thompson, man. Uh, Enoch oh, Thompson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And did you hear that Coach Sika actually watched Game of Thrones during this quarantine? Yes, I did. I'm welcoming him to the 21st century. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is the best quarantine trick you have to keep people healthy? Uh, you got to gotta go for a walk every once in a while, get the fresh air, try to do some meal prep, um, and then set stick to some sort of schedule. I find a lot of times boredom gets kind of confused with hunger so you you binge eat and you emotionally eat and that could just lead to problems 100 percent, love it all right what is one thing you will you miss the most right now during the quarantine uh being with being able to go out with my friends and family you know my sister had a baby i haven't really been around too much because we're taking precaution um definitely going out for happy hour meal or drink with a few friends. So definitely miss that. What are you doing now that you will miss most after the quarantine is over? Well, my hours at work kind of change. So it's a little bit more structured throughout the week, which is allowing me to really set in times to, to work out, to eat, to cook, to read. Um, so I'm hoping that I'm able to carry that over. Once this is all done, when my work schedule goes back to normal. Sidebar question. Your yep. job, did, did, it, did it shut down for a while or you guys just kept going right through this? No, we've been working straight through. Um, our s- schedules changed. You know, we've adjusted, but we've been going straight through. And I'm assuming it's because you guys are essential, like you're helping people rehab after surgery and things like that? Exactly. And I think also between the state and um, governmental bodies kind of want people if they're injured to come to us rather than in times like this going to emergency rooms or, or urgent cares um, keeping those spaces available for those who really need them not something orthopedic or something that we can handle without um, referral you don't have to answer this if you don't want but are people trying to sneak in to catch a quick workout uh, well, our office, because of everything going on, we're, we're a little bit more strict with our policies. People can't just pop in and out. Um, we were strict to begin with, but we've been a little bit more strict with everything going on. So not quite. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, this is going to be a tough question for you, considering uh, you like to keep yourself busy. But what is something you will regret having not done or accomplished after the quarantine is over? Yeah, this one was tough. Um, I've been so focused on mental health and physical health over the last few few months that I kind of, not that I got lazy, but I'm going to regret not doing more continuing education courses. Are you secretly hoping the quarantine is longer so you can get that in? <laughs> no, I already, the good thing is I already, <laughs> I already satisfied the amount that I need for the next two or two and a half years. So I'm good, but I do like to stay on top of it. Um, and keep going, get the extra just for my own benefit. But I've been a little lazy with that. So I have a feeling I'm going to say, hey, I wish I would have done another course or two. 
cramming it. Like I was always cramming mine in in December. Yeah, gotta get this all done. That's what I did last year. Exactly. What is one thing about this pandemic that gives you anxiety? Oh, thought about the future. Not knowing how long this is going to be, not knowing what the the total effects are going to be. Um, and, and the future of the next, the generations behind us, how are they going to respond and, and react to all of this that's going on? It's scary to think about sometimes. On the flip side, what is one thing from this pandemic that gives you hope? Um, I think, you know, this was a good question. I, I really like this one. Um, I think a lot of people now are understanding uh, when push comes to shove the the real meaning of essential. And when you look at it, the, the essential people, the people who are working constantly around the clock, um, law enforcement, fire, um, first line responders, um, that you know, educators, uh, nurses, doctors, healthcare providers, those should be, those should, people should really be our role models and um, definitely want to thank everyone out there for, for what they do. And I think it gives me hope to, to see that, uh, I hope to see, at least I should say, that people continue after this quarantine is over, that this, they should be continuing to um, support these, these people in these positions and because that's what's going to make us a better society in general. So that, that definitely gives me hope. Awesome. Awesome. Last official question. What is the first thing you will do once this is quote unquote over? I'm traveling, coach. I'm traveling. I had to cancel two trips to Florida already. I was supposed to go to Iceland. I had to cancel that. I was planning another Euro trip for the summer. I couldn't schedule that. So I am out of here. What is your first place of choice? Well, I'd like to go down to my house in Florida for just for a little bit. But then I definitely want to go to Europe again or or maybe somewhere in the Caribbean. Just see something I haven't seen, do something I haven't done. Uh, that's important to me. I try to do it every other year. 2020 was supposed to be the year. Um, so I'd like to get it done. Are your parents, do they still in Staten Island or do they go down to Florida full time? They've been back. They came back right before this all kind of took off. So they've been home. Are, are they regretting it? Are they wishing <laughs> they were in the, uh, the op- more open world in Florida right Sometimes, now? Sometimes. But um, I did say my sister had a baby like right in the middle of this. So they've been helping my sister out and they couldn't be happier even though there's so much chaos going on in the world. So I think they're, I think they're okay. That's good news. And you, and you're all right. I forgot that point yet. They probably don't want to be in Florida while your sister's back up no. here uh, with, the, with the brand new baby. And I think my sister would be in Florida too. If she would have taken a road trip if, if she needed to. Coach, last question, bonus question. We talked about game of Thrones. Yes. If uh, you were a game of Thrones character, who would you be? Uh, I mean, I know I might, I hope I don't look like him too much, but I'm going to say, <laughs> you know who I'm going to say? I know who you're going to say. I, I'm going to say Sam. Brilliant mind, always figuring out the solutions to problems behind the scene. Yes. And you do not look like <laughs> Thank God. No offense I, to Sam. I, I, haven't se- <laughs> I haven't seen you in a few months, but I'm assuming you can put on uh, 100 pounds. No. All right, Coach, this was awesome. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Uh, I miss you, man, and hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me, Coach. This was awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
this wraps up another episode of Quarantine Questions. If you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to me and let me know who you'd like to hear from or if you'd like to be heard from yourself. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day.